Hello and welcome to the Every Other Saturday podcast, our brand new episode this week, where it's finally actually happened. Um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has been sacked as Rangers boss, um, breaking this morning, kind of out of nowhere. I think a lot of people accepted at the time after the St Man game when no decision was made that he was going to lead us into the new year as well. But <clears throat> um, he has his, his, his marching orders a day, kind of broke out of nowhere, as we said, like... This morning, fan media reporting it and then sort of bigger news outlets jumping on it as well. And then eventually the statement for Rangers confirming that he was um, to be gone. They put on record, obviously, their thanks and stuff. Um, didn't really say if his backroom staff would also be gone, but I would imagine so. Um, I would imagine it would be a complete deal for everybody to go involved. But we're here to give our thoughts on his time as a manager. Uh, we've obviously gave our criticisms over the past months, uh, rightfully so. But looking at his time as a whole, we'll, we'll comment on that. And also we've got a couple of managers who recently have kind of broken into the spotlight and who can success him. So we'll, we'll talk on them, give our thoughts on them. And you can give our thoughts too on, in the comment section. You can like, subscribe and share uh, as always as well. Very appreciated. But first, obviously... Nitty, nitty talk about the man, uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. Um, it's a, it's a bit of a bittersweet feeling when you obviously you wanted him gone, but you know, mm. deep down, he was a good guy, only tried to do his best with the shite that he had to serve up. Well, I get the, the style of football just <clears throat> did not suit us at all, it wasn't fun to watch, it was just demoralizing. But I mean, you, you look at his time as a whole. He started off pretty well, <clears throat> getting us into the Christmas break last year on six points. And then, I mean, the way it kind of crumbled and then European run, which I'll always be very, very thankful for. It's something you'll just never witness again in your life. And he's obviously um, the orchestrator of that. So I put on my thanks to him and also for the Scottish Cup um, just a few days after as well. Um, good victory to get that cup back. But apart from that, it's been kind of, it's kind of been coming all season. Isn't it? It's what like, it's been coming all season. It's been sort of disaster after disaster. So it was a definite, <clears throat> and as you say, Europa League run so special, so memorable. You you definitely got to thank him for that, um, and how exciting we were, um, and also the Scottish Cup as well. It was a great, obviously, to bring bring that so far back to the club. But I mean, part for that. Well, PSV as well. Thanks for well, like, PSV because well. I don't know how. Well, we've I done mean. That. <laughs> You could say that, but then also then you look at you get absolutely wrapped in your group as well, don't you? Seven one and what have you. But yeah, that's where it kind of comes to a close. That's where it? it's you think to yourself, you know what, kind of would have missed out on this. But honestly, um overall, Europa League run be remembered. Um and obviously the Scottish Cup victory as well. But league form just wasn't good enough. Um style of play wasn't exciting. It was it was torrid, man. It was soul destroying. Um but as you say, mate, you've got to thank him just for that Europa League run, really. <laughs> Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I mean, league form is never was never good. Never which good is enough, the man. problem. Like he came in, obviously, as a new manager will do, get the bounce for the players and <clears throat> get believing in his ideas and his his way of playing and stuff. Um, I remember Livingston away. Uh, we kind of just came out of the box and within ten minutes we're two 0 up. Like Hibs away, we grinded out and we got a penalty and we yeah. we won that game. Like uh, Hearts away at the time was a really big one, two 0 victory. Like. Up until Christmas, I mean, we were fine. It was just when we came back for that break, it just kind of all fell apart, like oh. straight into the Celtic game. <clears throat> then after that, just dropped points. Uh, Dundee United away, I can remember after we just going battered Dortmund 4-2. I mean, how do, we, how do you manage to do that? It kind of yeah. sums up his kind of tenure as a whole. Like you can go home, a, 
go away and beat anybody and then just play absolute dross and drop points if you beat off somebody else. So, aye, uh, you, thankful for him, nice guy, but it just didn't really didn't really work out. It didn't really strike me as a manager that the players could really take any belief in, to be honest with you. No, I um, didn't. Not for me, sorry, mate, but it's not at all. Listen, Nate seems like a really lovely man. Really, as you say, he's been at the top of the game, knows all about it as a player. I mean, the way, I mean, look at him in this pitch. I mean, look at the styling and the profiling in this picture, but just as a coach, I just didn't think he was good enough, as you say. I don't know whether he'd be kind of the coach where there's more kind of like a mate towards the players instead of, you know, actually telling them how it is. I couldn't imagine you going a full rager at somebody like Ryan Kent. Um, That's but, something we can maybe actually hear now because he's, he's no gone. longer here. Like you It's interesting in the main give his first interview to me and you, that would be sensationally fine. You, we would happily have you on the podcast, even though we've slated you, we'd still have you on the, the podcast. Yeah, of course, but <clears throat> nah, just all, all the best to him and, and his staff. Okay. Um, just I thank you know for giving I, us those moments, you know what I mean? I, honestly, when you think about it, the Europa League run sort of, you really touch on it, group form-wise, we, we know that we were sort of really going out. We were all thinking ourselves, you'd rather just give it out and focus on the league, but to turn the group form around, get us through, and then take on some of the teams we took on in Europe, I think it, it definitely needs to be respected, as we say. Like Some of the greatest nights probably we'll ever see, mate. I don't think we'll ever... You never know, but generally we do know probably that we'll never see anything like that again, how close how close we came to being um, Europa League champions. You, you've got to give credit to that, and also, as you say, the Scottish Cup. But as I say, league form just wasn't good enough. As I, I remember back, as I say, to the, the, the Celtic Park game. Just for me, with that, you've got to set a tempo there, and obviously it doesn't help when you get something like Barisic in your team. But <laughs> uh, I think it was the fact that that happened again this season. Uh, we went there and just showed absolutely nothing. nothing. Um, I guess that's kind of a telling, telling point of how far we actually are for Celtic at the current moment. Um, and that's basically why this decision's been made. We're nine points behind, we're out of Europe, and we really need to get something for this season yeah, so this season's right off really you know it's it's cups really and obviously the, the manager's coming in he's going to find that he's going to yet again need time exactly we're in the same position as we will with Gio you know what really annoyed me about Gio see that recent interview he did and he got asked um, about the players and the fact that these players are only your players but obviously you brought players in the summer and then he turns around and goes but these guys are all my players no they're not Gio half of that team is still Gerard's team like, we, we all know that do you know what I mean you're Obviously, you brought a couple of players in, Cholak's his player, and what have you, uh, Tom Lawrence and all that, but most of that squad was still a Steven Gerrard team. And as we, we all know, it's time for a lot of the players to move on and get out of the club. And I don't nah, know. It's going it's, to be an absolute clear out. Like if, it's got to be. Obviously, Gio came in and he was the successor of Gerrard, obviously, four years of work. It was hard to kind of just get rid of all of that in the space of no, I, like a, a certain amount of time, but we had to move on and make. This team, his own team. I know what he's saying. There has players, he coaches and whatever, but these players yeah, had still... to be moved on. Um, and I, I just don't really get. I think he get a fair try at the transfer market ever. I mean, we we spent money this year and then we lose two well, big players. We do. don't really reinvest the money, and that goes to towards Ross Wilson and the board up there for yeah, dealing him such a bad hand in terms of transfers. I mean, you look at us; it's just it's just laughable the signings we make that just never work out and. Um, I think that's maybe one of his shortcomings as well. But the next guy that comes in has to be 
somebody that the fans can get behind, the fans can admire the style of play, see the direction, because under Gio, it was going nowhere. We were just going backwards to like 2017, like horrible football getting beat off every day. Need somebody to come in, install belief in the players, mm-hmm. um, and just have have fight about them. If it's yeah, game, games at home, like, I know you're uh, playing Ajax, but you've got players coming out saying, oh, we, could, we just couldn't compete with Ajax's press. Like, no. come on. Ta- like it was Tav that said that as well. Like, yeah. you can compete. I just don't feel like they've had I just the this season. A couple of months ago, do you know what I was like, against Leverkusen? Exactly. You're trying to tell me in that run, if you came up against, against Ajax, Ajax, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have so, went out and I've tried never to heard, beat them. If that's the mentality that's getting into the players, as I say, he's got to go. But as I say, I agree with you 100 on that. In terms of transfers, was let down massively, and that's the other man that needs to go now. Ross Wilson, you have to be. He has to be gone now as well. For me personally, but see, just on when the new manager comes in, would you do sort of a one year kind of thing where it's you know, depending on how much he's been successful, where he can stay in the job, or are you going to just turn around and do what we did and give you? It has, has to be, I think it has to be now. Like, can but, he fuck the waste money like this anymore, man? Well, that's what Celtic done with Ange Postacoglu. They go, oh, right, there's a year, and look what he's achieved in that year, like. Yeah. Um, it's going to hopefully make the boss that comes in hungry to make it right in the first year. It's also going to give us the opportunity not to be stuck in the same situation again, having to pay off a full team of coaches for another two and a half year. Um, so I, I think it's a good idea. Um, all depending on if the manager that they want wants to do that. Like maybe he wants security. Maybe he Obviously, wants somewhere to stay. Like uh, it's it's a double way. Do any job in it really? But Aye. I just think for us in terms of. No getting stuck in a situation like this again. It it makes so sen- so much sense. Sorry, and it's, it's incredibly smart for me personally. But if you're bringing in some of the candidates that obviously you've lined up here, I think a lot of them maybe would want a long term contract mm-hmm. just to know that they're there and they're going to have the chance to develop. But as I say, I think a lot of them might run into the same problems you ran into. I don't think anything's going to change unless Ross Wilson. And a lot of them. Oh, there you go. That's Ross Wilson. That's a guy picking the next guy. Like. It just doesn't that me, strike Sydney? maybe any confidence. Honestly, you're happy Gio's gone, then you remember, oh, wait, fuck, he picks a manager. Oh, my God, no. Nah, it's just, they can't even pick a fucking right winger for five years. How, how do I expect them to go and pick the next guy to take us forward? I mean, some of the candidates we've been linked with 100% look promising, but who says to come in when they come into Rangers are just going to be fucking watered down and just not being able to be their self, be their own identity? Because that's what I felt at times with Gio as well. Like, always take myself back to that uh, press conference after the PSV game. He was he was buzzing, obviously, rightfully so, getting the team back to the Champions League. And they, he got asked about finances and he was like, it opens a lot of new opportunities. We'll see what we can do. And then two days later, he's like, oh, no, I'm happy with the team. To me, that was just the board saying, no, you're not getting anything. You're like, not getting anything, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I, I kind of felt a bit more the time. I'm like, he never actually spoke the way he felt, in my opinion. Well, that, well, I'm hoping, as I say, he's more welcome to go on this podcast and speak his true feelings. But um, I, you see what I'm doing? I'm trying to angle for this. this <laughs> get people sharing for it. But no, I just, as I say, I don't feel like any manager that comes in is going to get the proper real support and backing to, to truly have their team truly express their philosophy and whatever you on football, but I just don't think they'll ever get it with Ross Wilson and that board there, mate. They're no. the ones that really need to go. We really need change up at the top level, as we say. No, that's the thing. It's, start, it's always going to start with the manager, let's be honest. It was just, This well, is where we are now, but I, the board have to follow. If things don't get better, if we don't get the right appointment, if we don't see any silverware or anything this season, it will be on the board's head this time. Yeah. 
I'm just I don't want players for the championship in, in the Belgian league anymore. Can we I mean I don't want to be spending huge amounts of money on these players. Like I'm fine with getting Tom Lawrence in a pre contract. I'm fine with getting uh, Nicholas Raskin, who we were in linked for uh, for Standard right. Liège on a pre contract deal. If it's smart business, if, if it's smart I... business, hundred percent. I'm, I'm not taking Kenny McQueen. I'm not taking Kenny McQueen in this Rangers team. That is that, such a what's the point? 17, 16 <laughs> signing, man. It's it's not a progressive signing as you say man it's just it's just an off stop gap where you could go out and get somebody for one two million that you could maybe go and invest in buy into um shop about the market just don't keep using the same avenues and that's what Ross Wilson's been been crucially like just Belgian league and just bossman transfers and that like, it's just not good enough but I moving on to obviously we'll talk about the candidates in for the job but I all the best to, to Gio best and thank to you for I think he'd be a good international manager it'd be fair to him I, could, I think he would do no bad at maybe going into international coaching but mm-hmm. just wasn't good enough for us but as you say thank him for the Europa League and the Scottish Cup and all, the best, to him. And all the best to Gio but um the, the the main front runner, I mean, at the moment is kind of broke, is the former uh, Bayer Leverkusen manager, manager Gerardo Sioni, I think is how you pronounce his second name. Uh, he's a Swiss manager, uh, forty four years old. He's also managed young boys, um, and that was a young boys team. I think he got into the Champions League, won a couple of league titles with him, and just after he left, they went and beat Man United last season, I think. Season I. So he left behind a good team. Um, off the top of my head, I can remember Ryan Jack plays with young boys, yeah. uh, Fastnack, uh, the winger that plays over there, um, and also Jordan Sabaccio, uh, who plays now with Union Berlin, American International. But he's done well over there, then went to Leverkusen and installed them to be a really good outfit in the, the, the German league. They've kind of been a mainstay up there. Um, obviously played Atletico Madrid, you'll probably know more about them this season. But uh, when we played them, I mean, they were top, top class. That was under Peter Bosch, right enough. But um, after that, uh, that was your man there. And um, aye, he's went he's went to, to Germany and he's been in his homeland, Switzerland, and he's made it work for both sides. Yeah. The only thing I maybe question about him is why is he out of job if he's that good? That good. Uh... Maybe that's the only question about it. But he seems to be, at the moment, the bookie's kind of favourite to go and be the next Very manager. Cool. I mean, I don't know anything about him. I won't pretend I do know anything about him, mate. Um, be an interest in wanting to come in. Wouldn't be one off the top of my head. As I say, I have no no personal preference here. You know, the people that obviously we've got here on the, the list here that you've been rumoured with or what have you, I just, I've got to see them in officially to get the feel for them. Um, but mm-hmm. it'd be an interesting one. It'd be, as I say, someday I want somebody out of the blue come in, implement their styles, their ideas, their beliefs. Not... Not somebody who's just going to come in with the same old, same old. I, I want, really want a, a new change and a new direction for the club. Somebody the players can actually believe that's, that, that is a coach. I mean, just the hockey, do you know what I mean? You could tell he probably could go in there. And I need, I need somebody just to go in and not cuddle these players and put an no, arm around them. I, I don't need, want any I need to make him out. Again, man. And I, I need to look at that league table and think, well, where the fuck do you think you're doing? Man. And get to work somebody, straight away. I need somebody with that Adam Sandler treatment and hustle, hustle, uh, hustle, you know what I mean? I need somebody to be telling Morelos, listen, bro, we have to cheeseburgers. Why are you on the beach? Cholak's in the gym. Why are you on the beach? Nice. Cholak is in the gym, outworking you. You're on the beach. Aye. Like, there's there's just so much wrong with the actual squad as well when you think about it. Like, uh, just the mentality of the players and you just hope somebody comes in and, and stalls just mm. 
a winning mentality in these, oh, in these players again. Like these players look defeated every time they even step on the pitch. Like oh. I need I need the team to go out and play away. Definitely play with intensity and play with play with play with heart and play with attacking ability. Like, we've just not shown anything in an attacking sense for about what three months. Like right. I I need I'm not sure about your style of player and I'll need to watch Cojones. This is what you're talking about. Cojones. I need, I need people with balls. I I need somebody to come in and give the players balls. Somebody so that doesn't rely on Scott Arfield every second half would be nice as well. Aye, please, please, and somebody who um, can tell Morelos, see, look, see them now or never, you're gone in the summer if you don't get your act together. Same way Ryan Kent, same way the majority of the team. Um, it's just you when you said that the first time, like, I won't lie, obviously, but I just, I was like, Morelos, what are you talking about? And then like, I'm seeing these pictures and all that, and then I'm thinking to myself, this guy's head's really no in it anymore, is it really? You can just tell that he's on the beach, he's living a good life, like, I know you're, you're all right to go away with your you family, still take but care of yourself. you still, you know what I mean? You still take care of yourself. You know, this World Cup's on for a, obviously a couple of weeks and then we're back at it. It just it tells me where mentally some of the players are. No, um, I, and he's obviously the front runner at the moment. I want mm. to watch style, his style of play and how, how they play obviously. with his other teams. Um, and I, let's get on him, comes the out. fans' favourite. And I, the, the favourite to a lot of the fans. Because I think the fans are still stuck in Gerard mode as Michael right. Beal. Um, Michael Beal is a great guy. Uh, exactly. He's going to be a fantastic manager. Let's not beat around the bush. He's doing great things with Queen's Park Rangers already. Already been touted for the Wolves job. Um, but for me, all those good positives, I just don't want to go back to somebody that we had. Mm. Uh, I really need a fresh start. I don't want somebody to come in that's already worked with near enough all of these players. Mm. Like... Mm. Um, Aye, there's nothing against Michael Beal as a guy at all. I think maybe one day he could be a Rangers manager, no doubt about it, but in this current moment, uh, he's not for me, I'm afraid. I mean, I've got, obviously, same as every other Rangers fan, I've got such a soft spot for Michael Beal. I love him, I'm so happy to see him doing well at Queen's Park Rangers. He, you could argue probably took our best defender and Leon Balligan and how much he's been really decent for them, we've heard, um, but... Aye, it sort of does feel like, obviously, you'd be going back to the Gerrard sort of time period, but as you say, that's the negative for me, is these players know him and he knows these players. That's where it's the sort of negative for me, you know what I mean? Because he could end up, there's so many players could be like, I'm not doing that for you, Michael, I've done that, you know what I mean? They know his sort of ideas and the comfort, maybe just getting comfortable with his style of training or whatever. I don't know, I'm sort of the same as you, mate. I just want an outsider. I don't want to go back to anything we've had before. No. I don't want anybody who's ever been at the club to come in. I want somebody who's get no relation to the club and just goes, this is how we're playing football. I don't care if you've been the best player the last two seasons or whatever. If you're not performing for me, you're not playing. That's the kind of manager I want in the door. No. Nah. The next one then, which is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, this is I'm one that's, this is one that's came it. through, right? And <clears throat> my dad's is against it. My dad doesn't want this to happen. Um, right. People I've <clears throat> talked to don't want this to happen. Um, they're totally against it. But I watched... Sean Dyche on um, one of the Sky Sports shows. Monday Night might, Football. Uh, it might have been Monday Night Football. And just the way he was talking, um, I was kind of like, wow, this is why this guy is so respected as a manager, why he's done so well with Burnley. Burnley, all teams, he kept up and got them European football. Mm-hmm. Beating Liverpool, Man United, like beating all the bigger teams and, and really going testing, um, testing ourselves against them. But the fall down for Sean Dyche is always the style of play. Everybody thinks it's absolute Brexit football. Like 
and I've I've been reading through those kind of those claims and when they went down to the, the championship that they totally changed the style of play because they knew they were going to be on the front foot they knew they were one of the better teams in the league and they knew they had to get promoted and get points when they go into the, the Premier League they need to stay up they're obviously going to change their style exactly. of play they're obviously going to be hard to beat I don't for, I think for one second Sean Dyche comes to Rangers and plays like he did with Burnley in the Premier no, League. No. That's something I just can't get my head around. And also, way. you've got to remember when he took on the Rocket WrestleMania 17 and obviously joined with Vince McMahon. It was a very different time, though. Um, <laughs> I generally, you can't just write him off with that. I 100% agree with you there. Like, got to play to keep points to keep Burnley in the league. Obviously, as you say, in the Championship, they know they're one of the best teams, so they're going to play. And he's had a time period off, and I guarantee he's, he's changed his thoughts maybe on what he used to think like. His style of play might have developed, might have changed. I think he'd done a hell of a job with Burnley. And he'd not take this guy would be, I think it'd be a bit foolish really for me. You know, you'd Obviously, they're known him about European football, as you say, how would we be that? That's the only thing. But then that's that's the pro, and maybe if we've got a tough away game, you know the team's going to play a certain way, or it might be the most boring, but if it gets us a point, keeps us in the competition, that's what you want. But all I'm saying, I'm not against Stone Cold Steve Austin coming in, giving Ryan Kent a wee stunner, maybe hitting St- uh, Morelos with a chair shot. That's all I'm saying. Nah, like, there's there's a reason why he done so well at Burnley against... You were looking at Burnley every season. You're like, how the fuck how are they, they stay up in all the, the time? Aye. Like, every, yeah. every single year, I'm pretty sure if we'd done a predictor, they would be at the bottom of the league. Like, but... They always punched above their weight. They always competed as well. They were always so, so hard to good, beat. Good signings um, as well. Make some good signings. Uh, they had Maxwell Cornet, uh, obviously, last season. Uh, Chris Wood. Uh, Dutch boy as well. They've obviously, they've, they've had some good players, good team, kind of. The only issue probably with him coming in, as I say, is probably for the same all of them. Would, would they get back? Will they fully believe in him? Would they fully back him? Because as I say, it's, it just feels like any manager comes in that this board aren't going to believe in them fully the way that obviously as the fans we hope they would be. Yeah, but I it'd, it'd be an interesting one at least. That's what I would say. That's maybe kind of where I'm on Sean Dyche as well. I think there's positives for him definitely, but I also think that negative is is he going to get the money to spend? Obviously, he worked on quite a tight budget at at Burnley well, for I the Premier that's... League in scale. Um, uh... But oh, it's obviously going to be astronomical compared to. Um, what we were, what we've got to work with, is he going to want a big contract? Is he going to want a lot of money? Like, there's that. He wouldn't be my first choice, I don't think, because no, um, that European football, we want to be competitive in Europe. Yeah. Obviously, the guys not really had the chance to do that, but um, that one that wills. I th- I think he would install a lot of belief and um and the team. It's actually one nil USA. James Stanford, um, just like Conor, that's one note USAM. I don't know who scored, but uh, I Sean Dyche, I don't think it'd be the worst appointment ever, but no. I can understand why fans are against it in some ways. But then I can also back up and be like, he would not play like that with Rangers, surely yeah. not. No. Um, but I, the, the last one that's kind of been touted around is Nutson. I don't know how you say his first name, but Nutson of Bodo Glimt. Kind of burst on the scene, didn't they, last year? Uh, beating Roma 6 1. I mean, competing in the Conference League, beating Celtic, coming away. Um, this season didn't do too well in Europe, but running Arsenal close and um, giving all the teams in a group, group a good game, PSV in there as well. So, aye, a, a tight, tight budget as well. Norwegian League, kind of left field. Um, he's also had a lot of admirers, Premier League jobs, um, kind of come up for him, but. 
Um, I, I'd be, I'd be for this. I think this would be a project, though. This would be one of the guys you bring in, and you look, look. It's not going to happen straight away. He needs to get his players in. He needs to get his style of play across wow. to everybody, and it's sort of a process um, over the over the years. Which again, I kind of like that that idea. But um, I, I, I like it. I like, I like him. Um, I think it could be a good appointment. Listen, it could be a good point. Obviously, you know him for obviously beating Josie and what have you, but as I say, it comes but this kind of guy you would you'd have to back it. It's the same with him as I keep making the point, mate. In the back of my head, I just that's the question that keeps going over and over is are the board genuinely going to back these guys and bring in the players that they want to work with? And as I say, you've made obviously these are the candidates that are behind me, but watch Russell Martin get it. I'd kill myself if Russell Martin get the Rangers job, man. That's the concerning thing about that is that is probably a name that would excite the board. That's what the fans, I tell you that much. Yeah, that, it can't, can't happen. That's no, I could, I would never, no, just nah. no. Um, but I, right, there's there's obviously options out there. It's kind of it's exciting oh, to, to look at managers and yeah, sort of know you're out of that rut. Um, yeah, but, sorry, I, I mean, that would be one of the, the more exciting appointments, but. I will, we'll see what happens in the coming days. I think Rangers will want to get this done as quick as possible to get the manager in know, place man. for the players time. coming back. Obviously, I will obviously want to get him in as quick as possible, but at the same time, let's not rush into any decisions here. I think I mean? they've been talking to people throughout the week, I though. I, I, think... Been, I think they've been talking to people for the last couple of weeks because, as you say, I don't think you obviously get announced today, but I think he's known for a wee while that he's he's no longer the manager of football. In no sense of the end of that uh, game, the way he was yeah. talking, the man sounded defeated and I kind of felt a matter of time and you were like, why is he still here? Like, uh, um, maybe in that week something's completely changed, managers popped up or talks have happened. We'll, we'll never know, but um, I think with the, with the time in it, I think they'll want to get somebody in, in place for this time next week at, at the latest, uh, in my opinion. We'll obviously see how it develops over the the days it's actually maybe going to be good to go on Twitter again and not ah. just see negative stuff and actually learn a bit about uh, who you're, who's, who's these, up for uh, it and that. These World Cup memes have been quite funny. I'm not going to lie there. Well, you've got plenty to enjoy. Plenty to enjoy now. Aye. But um, I, let us know who your preferred candidate is to take Rangers oh, um, forward. Who's the next permanent manager of Rangers? Um, let us know. And if you could like, subscribe and share for us, it's always appreciated. And we'll be back, hopefully, Next podcast will be announcing the, the new, new manager. The new bosses, the new manager. Giving our thoughts on it. So we'll see you then.